magical human. Welcome back to Madison Mindset, the podcast. I'm really excited today because we have hit 100k downloads on this podcast, which is amazing. So thank you so much for listening, every single one of you, and it's just incredible. But as promised, I have brought my amazing soul partner here, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have him here because he's amazing. He's a yoga teacher and everything else. He can achieve absolutely everything else. He won't say that he can, but he can which is amazing. So I'm very grateful to have him here and we're going to have a really great chat. So I'm here with Don. I'm so excited. Welcome to the podcast, Don. G'day, guys. <laughs> G'day. Welcome. What's up? So we are sitting in the van as usual because that's how I, that's how high the quality is on this podcast. So if you hear rain or anything like that, that's why. That's why. That's, that's where we're We're at. enjoying a Fish River roastery at the moment too. <laughs> It's perfect. Rain and coffee. What a great mix. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's pretty good. So it's beautiful. It's like literally nearly towards the end of spring here and we're still wearing jackets and long pants and socks. And so it's interesting. It's interesting, but we're still getting out there, which is nice. So today we're going to have a bit of a chat about the dynamic of the feminine and the masculine within a relationship because we've had this discussion a few times whether it's talking about our own relationship or just like gen- just chatting in general. And there's been some interesting ideas come up. So I thought, well, if we're going to do this episode, we might as well talk about that because Don has some pretty cool ideas on it and it's great. It's great to have that discussion. Yes? I agree. That's what we're doing. 100%. He's like, why am I here? <laughs> like, I've got the day off. And I'm like, it's... Uh, it, 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 <laughs> My views on it can be blunt, but they're spot on, I think. <laughs> like, I'm mean, but it's spot on exactly what you need to hear. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. mean, look at us, you know. Mm. You call me a fantastic human, so I must be doing something right. He is a fantastic human, everybody. I am so, so lucky. I feel like I've met him in a few lifetimes. Literally the first time we met, I was like, I knew you before I met you. I've just been waiting. I just didn't know what you looked like. Mm. And it was so are. refreshing to hear that too. <laughs> so good. It was so good. So it's so nice when you think you know what you need and then the universe is like, bang. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Perfect. So we're very blessed. But something, we're both healing wounds as we all are, right? Every single one of us has some kind of wound, whether it's in a relationship, from a past life, from this life you know, from ideas that we've got, from certain expectations that we have, even the movies that you watch. Like, I don't know about you, but I watched a ridiculous amount of fairy tale movies when I was a kid. (laughs) So as I got older, I was just waiting for someone to sweep me off my feet and (laughs) literally do everything for me so I could be a princess. (laughs) Expectations. (laughs) That's, That's a conversation in itself. Yeah, literally. Literally. We need to let go of expectations. Yeah, they, they they ruin our desires, mm. you know, and, and, and our outcomes of desires. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been doing a lot of healing together and something we've made a point of doing since the beginning, which is never too late to do, by the way. So if you're in a relationship where you're like, damn, I really wish that I could, you know, have this discussion with my partner, then you absolutely can. You know, it's not it's never too late. But something we made the point to do in the beginning was to be open and honest which can be really hard. Difficult. Yeah. Challenging. 
yeah, to actually say how you're feeling and to be honest about how the other person's making you feel and why you're feeling certain ways and to apologize for moments of, you know, anger, especially I feel like feminine wounds in particular, you know, we definitely have a, um, a fire to burn things to the ground with witchy powers. Um, and uh, whenever that happens, I just have to own it. I'm like, yeah, this is how this is how it was. And it's hard <laughs> when your response to that is to shut down. Like, I don't know how many of you out there get caught in this trap where something triggers you, mm-hmm. and all you do is shut down, hibernate, close walls, close doors, and that drives. Either your ex or your current partner's insane because there is no way that you're going to communicate until you process. Mm. Yeah, literally. And we should say, you know, we're talking about the feminine, the masculine dynamic, you know, but it doesn't matter what you identify as or who you're in a relationship with or what your situation is. You know, you do whatever makes you happy. But the masculine and feminine dynamic is something that we all have inside of us. We all have, you know, it's the sun and the moon, right? So especially when we talk about, yoga and things like that we have this balance inside of us the masculine being the the action the strength the power um mm. you know the the stone yes exactly know, yeah the grounded energy yeah and we all have that within us right and then there's the feminine which is the magical the flow the gentle the calm the rest the nurturing yeah the nurturing which is something again that we all have inside of us and when you come into a relationship no matter who it is well, where you're at, there comes the rain, by the way. So if you are hearing that, enjoy. Beautiful rain. Yeah, it is beautiful. Even though we've had too much, it's still beautiful. <laughs> anyway, so no matter who you are, whatever relationship you're in, there is always the balance of masculine and feminine energies within yourself. And it's not necessarily about being a man or a woman. It's just these energies that work together. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your relationship is. Even if you don't have a relationship right now and you're just within yourself, you still have these dynamics and they fight with each other. You know, something that we're all dealing with in society, I think, is, you know, we, we're in a masculine society, okay? So everyone's trying to go, 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 get stuff done, be busy. And for women, that causes a lot of, um, a lot of stress because that's not how we function. You know, so a lot of women are trying to go, 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 and that makes them quite angry and stress and run down because we're going against our nature and that obviously impacts our relationships because you're moody and hard to deal with. <laughs> right? <laughs> hard to deal with. You said it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand with that. Yeah, just hard to deal with. <laughs> we know when we're doing it. It's just that you can... It's like you're watching yourself from third person and you're like, wow, I'm being the worst right now, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I'm going to continue being the worst. Yeah, I'm going to continue because I've already gone halfway down this road Fair. and I can't pull out now. That's right. My ego is on the line exactly, here. Exactly. How can I sacrifice my ego even though the whole tool of it is to try and reduce the ego? Yep. But no, it's, it's got control once again. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do is step down from your ego. And I think that's how we have these conversations. So we literally just go, all right, look. My ego got in the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think I actually, I probably do it more than you. I probably do. I'm like, hey, Don, look, I need to talk to you about something I'm growing with right now. And he's always there and available to hear it, even though it's probably like, oh, again? 
<laughs> no, I love listening. <laughs> it's good. It's good. And we should be open, you know, when your partner's growing. Like, you're with a human being, you know, and something about human beings is they are so imperfect. But we're all the same. Yeah. That, that's what we are. We are all human. We, we all have the same drives, the same goals. Mm. Exactly. Exactly the same. So what you go through, someone else goes through. The way you feel, someone else feels. And I think that's one of the steps into moving towards a relationship with somebody is understanding that they are exactly as you are, human. Mm. You know, they get scared, you get scared. They feel embarrassed, you get embarrassed. Mm. Coming to understand that they are too exactly like you is, I think, a great place to start Mm. and create an understanding. Yeah, and allowing people to be imperfect and to disappoint you at times because a lot of our expectations are very high. Like, as I said, like I was expecting my first partner to be like a Prince Charming and when that wasn't what I got, I was like, well, this is obviously wrong because I think I deserve a Prince Charming, someone perfect. You know, so if your expectations are if this person makes one mistake or says one thing that annoys me or does one thing to aggravate me, then that's it, then you're not going to get very far. Because the whole idea of having a partner is a life partner. You know, it's someone to grow with, someone to experience with, and it's not going to be perfect 24-7. You have to be willing to handle that stuff. People make mistakes, you know. People get tired and go, oh, the effort, it's too much. Mm. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. And that's normal. Everyone does that. Yeah. It's it's up to you as a partner to look at that and go, yep, too right. I know what it's like to be tired. I know what it's like to I couldn't be bothered, you know. Maybe that person just needs a little bit of time. Understanding. Yeah, and there it is. That's that mm. understanding of going, yeah, I know what that's like. Instead of getting angry and demanding attention or, or de- demanding that that person replies give them the space to be okay with who they are and where they are. Mm. Exactly. And being able to forgive as well. You know, you have to be willing to hear like, oh, wow, okay. You know, why did you get so mad because of that? Or, you know, what's going on? Where did that come from? And being willing to forgive and go, wow, okay, that's a wound that you've you've got. Interesting. Mm. I'm still committed to you though. You know, like we're, we've made the decision. We're going to do this life together. So anything you go through, I'm going to go through as well because I'm going to be right there watching. I've got a front row seat to your growth, you know, to your evolution as a human being and we're going to help each other out. And that's the beauty about the masculine and the feminine dynamic because they support each other. Mm -hmm. You know, the masculine is the strength, the feminine is the nurturing. And when you put them together, it's just unstoppable. It's beautiful. So I think a good thing to start with even though we've already started, but we're going to talk about it anyway. What do you think, Don, the role of the masculine is in a relationship? Knowing everyone that we're not necessarily talking about man and woman, all right? This is put it where you want it. Everyone has that masculine. So we're talking about these energies. What do you think the role is in a relationship? Direction. Mm. You know? I I, I said from my point of view as a man, the the thing that 
the feminine doesn't like is the the undirected. Mm. You know, the undecide the indecisive. You know, my direction is I'm working to travel towards this goal. This goal is going to make me this, you know, that's going to create this in my life. And that's what I'm doing is my direction. And I'm saying to Maddie, hey, why don't you come with me? Mm. You want to come along for the ride? I'm like, hell yeah. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I like this. <laughs> you know? I mean, mm. and, and from your point of view, you can look at it. You've asked people, you know, what their direction is. And when they go, I'm just here for the ride, whatever, mm. how does that affect your feminine? Do you trust them? Do you feel safe around that? Mm. Well, that's the thing. You know, I think, you know, the. F- We'll talk about the feminine's role, of course, but some a common feminine wound is the fact that we feel like we need to have control, which is a masculine kind of trait, right? We feel like we want to know what's going on. We want to, we want to have this. We want to make sure we're doing this. And what's the goal? And what's the plan? And you know, where are we going for dinner? You know, you tell me where we're going. You know, there's definitely a a part of the feminine that wants to know what's happening, even though it's aware it can't really create what's happening. Does that make sense? Like she can manifest it. The feminine is magic. You know, she can manifest what's going to happen, but at the end of the day it's the masculine action and the decision-making that's going to fulfil her desire to know what the hell's going on. Even even though, yeah. Yeah. Be the stone, go, right. If if you're asked, what do you want for dinner? Just say, hey, let's go do sushi. Mm. Let's go get a green tea. Mm. You want to come along for that? If she doesn't want that, she'll tell you straight up. (laughs) But you've made the decision, and that's what it's about, being able to control the situation around your decision no matter what. Mm. You know, that's, to me, masculine. You're not not scared. You're the lion in the jungle, you know. You control the place. Mm. And it's not that the feminine doesn't get the decision. Take control. Yeah. Yeah, like... I don't think, like, the feminine can make decisions. Like, say if you want pizza for dinner or whatever it is, like, you can obviously say, yeah, let's do pizza. Too right. But at the end, you know, like, obviously it doesn't mean that the masculine has to make all the decisions and the feminine is just going to go with that. But, and I don't know about anyone listening to this, but I've certainly had experiences within myself where I get asked what I want for dinner, you know, whatever you want, that's fine. (laughs) And I actually get triggered by that. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like I, like, I could go for this. I could have that. I could do this. I could go there. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you know, and I just kind of collapse. And I'm getting better at that. But it's really nice when someone just goes, what do you feel like? And if I go, oh, you know, I feel like maybe I could do pizza or maybe I could do sushi. I don't know. And then for someone to just go, how about this place? You know, and just kind of hold your hand and guide you on the decision. Like, decision, thank you. Um, it just feels so much easier. But there's definitely a desire of the feminine to own everything, and I think that that's a a wound that's kind of travelling through everything. Mm. You know, you feel like you have to be all of it. You have to do everything. You have to have control. And, you know, everyone's, you know, especially at the moment, you know, there's a lot of songs and a lot of content that's like, you know, oh, woman power, you know, you don't, you don't need this, you don't need, you know, you don't need a man, you don't need the masculine, you don't need that, just be you. And I'm so on board for that. However, at the end of the day, we are humans and this is to have a partner is a healthy dynamic, you know, and you don't have to do everything for each other. But 
it's nice to feel those roles take their natural course. So the masculine's role is decision maker, the strength. Direction. Direction. You know? Hmm. Okay, so the feminine role. But do you know the masculine it needs the feminine hmm. just as much as the feminine needs the masculine? So the feminine role in itself? They're intertwined. Mm. I don't know how important it is for me to say this, but men need cuddles too. Yeah. Mm. If he's ever depressed and quiet and sad, sometimes he just needs a little bit of nurturing, you know? Mm. You'd be surprised at how far that'll go. Mm. And when he feels safe in your arms, he can... He can be masculine in your arms, you know, because then he's not scared to uh, show him tr- show his true self in his successes and his failures. And his emotions. Mm. I mean, how many, like, I remember one of my first partners, he took pride in saying that he didn't feel anything. Not towards me, but in general. He just decided to turn his emotions off like a vampire on the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> he's like, I just don't, I don't feel anything. I choose not to. And I remember I was young then, so I was almost, like, admiring that. Like, wow. And it was almost like a turn-on, which is, again, wounded feminine. It's like, I'm going to change his mind. I'm going to make him feel something. You know, which, of course, doesn't work because if someone's decided they're they're not going to feel anything, they don't feel safe enough to feel, then they're not going to, you know. But the feminine, for some reason, has this need to fix things. And, you know, it might be the fact that, you know, there's all these wounds that we're all experiencing together and the feminine's trying to embody the masculine and almost be both in her mind, you know. So she's trying to fix the masculine. She's also trying to be the direction. And then that leaves the masculine no room. So they don't feel safe to feel. They don't feel safe to ask for a hug because mm. it's like, what, I thought you were a man. Be a man, you know. So you're right. And we get that when, they, when we're kids, you know. It's our conditioning. Yeah, be a man. Mm. You know, you don't need a hug. You don't need to cry. Be a man, which you do. Obviously, you need to cry. You need to feel. And nurturing, you know, one of the feminine archetypes is the mother. You know, that's not just towards children. That's towards everybody. Your partner, your friends, your mother. You take care, nurture. That's right. Mm. Mm. It's what makes the feminine such a powerful mother. You know, and the father powerful you know who do the kids go to when you know there's a something stuck in the tree or you know when your car tire is flat who you go to (laughs) (laughs) dad (laughs) help me out you know it's just the natural dynamic so what are some of the feminine wounds you've run into like the common ones not just with me okay this is not all me everybody but i've (laughs) I've probably got a lot of them because i'm very aware of them and I can see when they come up, and that's the only way to start is to be aware, because otherwise you're you will destroy something if you are not aware of your wounds. You absolutely will, and it could be from again, it could be from your mother's generation or ongoing. You know, it could be from your DNA, or it could be a soul 
past life thing, but there's a lot of wounds. So you've got to be aware, otherwise your conditioning will destroy something new that you're creating. So it's it's good to be aware. So what are the, some of the feminine wounds you've found and have struggled with? Oh, control. Mm. You know, dictate what a man eats. What, or I guess what I've been in, in control of is in control of. No, I wouldn't say that because I wasn't in control. I was going along for the ride. I had no direction. So I did as I was told. And that feminine wound that comes about from that is they they don't feel protected. They don't have direction. So then they become over-masculine and lose the feminine energy. And then all of a sudden I'm in the space where, oh, shit. I'm being told what I should eat, what I can't eat. I'm asking to go do things. Mm. God, who asks to go do things? Just go and do it. You're <laughs> a human. You you own your own world. You know that that's that's probably been the biggest one, and I think that comes along from me not having a direction. You mm. know, from just jumping on for the ride. So it just all works together, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess one of the biggest masculine wounds I've come across, what I feel is the the domination, you know, the telling me what's right, you know, the telling me this is how we're going to do it or, you know, being told what to do, you know, not being allowed to talk about my feelings. I love talking about feelings, you know. That's something I, I like to do and being told that I can't do that you know, because it's ridiculous or being spoken down to, like you're just a woman, like what are you doing? There is definitely that in the masculine. You know, it's very dominating. It's no longer like giving direction or guidance. It's more like telling you what to do. And the feminine's a total rebel. It's something I've learned about her. Like if she doesn't feel like she can express or be herself, she's just going to attack. You know, she's going to light fires <laughs> because Too screw right. you. <laughs> how dare you tell me I can't talk about my feelings, you know. Being told how you feel, that is a big deal for me. And I know I've spoken to a lot of clients who have had the same thing. They're like, oh, you know, I just don't feel like I'm allowed to say how I feel, which is so unhealthy. You know, you can't – how can you grow in a relationship if you're if you're not given the space to express how you feel and to talk about why you feel that way and to grow because otherwise it's just going to keep coming up. It creates space for that. Ask, how are you? Mm. How do you feel? Why do you feel like that? Mm. You know, and, and, and give the person time to really think about it. Because they might really go, oh, I just feel like that because I've had a hard day. Mm. Or... It's been a shit week. Mm. Well, this one person might have said something to them that destroyed their entire day. But you're creating space for that person to feel and to express what they're feeling, however that comes about. That's, that's a big one. Okay, so typical me, come out here, middle of nowhere, in the van, laptop battery goes flat. <coughs> entertaining so we're going to do the rest of this 
with the phone, which is not as good audio, but we'll still get messages across. So, what- it's a shame because I was getting attached to this cool little microphone. <laughs> he likes my little little blue microphone. It's very cute, isn't it? Yeah. Does the job too. I've even recorded like guitar and stuff on there. It's fantastic. It feels official using this too, you know. It is. So he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna continue holding on to it as we speak into the phone instead. <laughs> I love it. You can hold it. That's okay. Um Okay, so what we wanted to chat about was ways that we can start to manifest healthier relationships, being fully aware that both us and our partners and any other human you come in contact with, with any relationship, right, friend, family, all of it, mm. we're all human Too right. and imperfect. So, you know, what are some tips we can give people to help them create these healthier relationships instead of letting our wounds and past wounds influence things? You know, and something we said before recording this ep- episode was... <laughs> You know, you've sometimes you have relationships that you keep manifesting. You know, you might have the same. You might have had five partners, and every single relationship ended the same way. What's the common denominator there? Yeah, like yeah. why you? <laughs> exactly. So this is like looking in the mirror, kind of stuff, right? And going, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> What's going on? It doesn't mean that you know. Say if you get cheated on five times, I'm not. You know, we're not making excuses for the other person. But it's just something that you might need to grow with. It might be something that you need to look at and go, hmm, okay, what's happening? You know, it's not your fault if someone hurts you. But it's just the invitation to take your power back and go, all right, I want to do my self-growth. I want to do my personal development. So Do it. Go and meditate. Go and meditate. Spend some time on yourself. Mm -hmm. Go do some yoga. You know, The, the amount of stuff that you'll actually crash into with yourself, uh, it's a slap in the face of reality when you're diving deep into everything from standard normal hot yoga to deep spiritual practice with a guru. A good guru will find something that you're doing, some sort of self-destructive power, and they'll pick it up and they'll slap you in the face with it. <laughs> and you'll be so vulnerable you won't know what to do. Literally, literally, we've all... But that's the hmm. path of learning. Yeah. yeah. And even let your partner be your guru as well. You know, I'm very open for you telling me that I'm doing things this way and that's annoying or it's wrong or this is how you do it and that's not right. You know, we've got to be very open to that. You know, we've got teachers everywhere. It, Nature is a teacher, partners are teachers. It, our practice is very interesting because I come from quite an uh, anatomical background where I, I move based on the physicality, you know, on how the body, how I, how I was trained the body should move. Uh, and, and that follows certain sequences because it's what I've been taught. Where Maddie doesn't. You know, she, she goes on more of a chakra-based theme, you know. She moves based on what poses interact with what chakras. So for me to to watch Maddie sometimes, I'm like, oh, but I know it's not wrong. You know, it's just not what I do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, balance. A, that's a challenge for me. 
because I was forever taught that this is the way that it's done. Mm. But I grew out of that. We've got to be open to there being more than one ways to do something. Too right. Like there's so many ways to do the one thing. The same thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever observed, like, this is something I observe as a yoga teacher, okay? And this is just a common thing. It probably sounds ridiculous. You probably know what I mean as soon as I say it. The way some people take their jumpers off <laughs> and how they put them back on. You notice, because obviously you start a yoga class with your jumper on, halfway through you're like, screw this, I'm going to take my jumper off. And then at the end you're like, I'm going to put my jumper back on. Right? And a lot of the time I look and I'm like, that's such a weird way to take your jumper off. <laughs> Why are you doing that? And you just realise, you look at a room and five people are taking their jumpers off at the same time and they're all doing it different ways. And yet they all got their jumpers off. So it's just a simple thing. But you notice that your way isn't necessarily the right way, it's just your way. <laughs> that's right. That, that's such a simple way of putting it. I love it. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, just look at how people do things differently and it's like, well, they still got their jumper off so you can't say it's the wrong way because they achieved their goal. But they did it differently. Mm, too right. Yeah. Exactly right. So one of the things we wanted to mention as a thing to start practicing, whether it's within yourself or with your partner, maybe especially if, if your partner is, has not listened to this podcast and you're going to come home and be like, honey, Oi. we're growing. <laughs> this is what's happening. <laughs> no well, one's going to like that, by the way. Do not do up. that. Woo up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't do that, you know, just have a conversation or, in, you know, don't throw that at them. Try and be in it together. Invite them into the space. You yeah. Know, gently. Yeah. Give them time to romance the idea in their own head first. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, the first thing was open communication with whoever you want to build a friendship, relationship or whatever it is with. You know, being open to saying what you want to say in loving, kind words, in words that are not little knives, and at the same time be open to hearing something that you maybe don't want to hear or that is not easy to hear. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be afraid to say, hey, this is, this is what I need. Mm. You know, it's not that, that you're, you're not getting it from the person, you know. Have you told them that that's what you need? Straight up, hey, I need you to do this. I need that part of our relationship. Give them time to accept and move forward with that need. Mm. You know, you just don't get it straight away. Yeah. And, we, you know, a lot of the time we expect our partners to just know what's wrong hmm. and they'll say what's wrong and you'll go, nothing. <laughs> Even though there's clearly something wrong. We're not mind readers, you know. <laughs> You've got to you know, tell them. Don't, you know, when we all know that something is off, you know, we're energy readers. People are just energy readers. And if something changes in your emotional state, they're going to know. We'll pick it up. Yeah, which is why... Um, all the time. Yeah, people are like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing. Like, well, something's wrong. I know there is because I can feel it. I can sense it. Yeah, so there's no point saying nothing because you're just delaying sorting it out. You're just making life harder for yourself. So you might as well just go, yeah, actually, this is what's wrong and... There's a masculine yeah. wound. Yeah. They'll be continually wondering what they've done wrong. Mm. And, it isn't and fair. And that'll be even worse. <laughs> but same with women too, you know, like all of the time like, oh, my God, what did I do? That's right. What did I do? What did I do? So I'd, I'd much rather nothing. you just tell me 
because I never mean to hurt, like, and I'm sure you're the same, you know, whoever's listening, you know, I never mean to hurt someone. It's, I don't set out, I don't wake up and go, hmm, I feel like hurting someone today. Oh. You know, that's not the goal, but sometimes it just happens, you know, and that's how it is. So it's, it's good to talk about it. So that open communication, and it can, you can start that by first being open and honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, how do you expect to be honest with someone else? Create a safe space for you both to communicate in. Safety is the key, you know. If, if, if either of the other doesn't feel safe sharing, then they're not going to share because they will protect themselves. Mm. Safe space. How can you create the safe space, do you think? Offer it. So it's not like candles and stuff. It's like... No. <laughs> Sit down and and be open. Say, hey, I want to accept you in your most divine humanness, in all of your glories and faults, and I want to offer to you every opportunity for you to be free, open, and honest without my reaction. I'm going to allow that space for you to open, throw it out, lay it out, slam it on the table for me to then collect and process. And and that free space will open a lot of things, I think. You know, it allows the freedom of anger. It allows the freedom of sadness. It allows the freedom of self-judgment so that, you can move forward in and, and, and help them realise that self-judgment isn't necessary. It's okay to feel it, but ultimately it doesn't matter, you know. Mm. It's okay to be angry. You're, you're allowed to swear and yell. That's, that's okay. As long as you create the space for that person to be able to feel what it is that they're feeling and to be open about it without wanting to hide it of fear of retribution, mm. then it'll all be okay. Mm. What about, because something um, that I think, I don't know if it's a feminine wound, you might, you might feeling the same, but a lot of the time I've been scared to communicate with a partner because I'm scared of losing them, I'm scared of making them mad and I'm scared that my mistakes are going to cost me the relationship. So a lot of people will hide that kind of thing. But how? But how? Yeah, but how? But how what? The, the, the loss of relationship is the lack of communication, you know, that free space. If you don't have that. Okay. Your fear of openness is going to destroy a relationship. What are you scared of showing? Are you hiding something? Are you not open? Have you not been open from the start? Mm. Right. Because I think a lot of people, you know, they feel like they've... You know, it could be... I'm trying to think of an example. Because it's not as extreme as, like, say if, you're, if you've cheated on someone and you have to tell them that. That's a different thing, of course. Of course. But there's lots of little things that people do and they're like, oh, my God. Like, say if I broke something of yours or 
Whatever, it's just a position. Yeah, or maybe you had a conversation with someone, you know, because that's something that people, something I get from clients quite a lot is, you know, that they feel bad that they've had a discussion with their friend about their partner because they needed someone to talk to about something. And that's where I say, you know, you're allowed to discuss things with someone you love and trust. Too right. You know, you don't have to confess every conversation you have because you needed to have it. As long as these conversations are being had with love, there's nothing to feel guilty about. You know, you don't need to name call. You don't need to abuse people from afar, you know, but Mm. you don't have to. Because a relationship is one part of your life, a romantic relationship anyway. It's one part of your life. You've got friends, you've got work, you've got your goals, you've got what you want to do, you've got what you want to create. And your life partner is someone who gets to come along for the ride. You find someone who's willing to get on that crazy roller coaster with you. But you're allowed to have conversations with people and, you know, discuss stuff. Like, don't be afraid of communicating with anyone. And if you feel like you need to confess something, then there's probably something you need to be open about or something that's, yeah. Don't be afraid of telling people what you want. Hmm. Honest communication, it's uh, extremely important in, in all parts of life. Uh, work if you're honest and open with your employer on what it is that you require and desire and offer the space for them to do the same to you then you'll both coexist providing what each other requires for the contract we'll say because, you know, it's a verbal, sometimes it's just a verbal contract. It'll be, hey, I want to employ you to do this. You do this, I pay you money. That's the contract, you know. But you're not just going to do that without certain conditions. So be open with what it is that you require. Put it on the table. It's the same in, in a relationship with a friendship or with a partner. You need to lay it out what it is that you need and want and, and then give the space for the other person to do the same and then you can do what needs to be done, hmm. you know, honesty. Yeah. Instead of, you know, whinging about your boss because they don't get you. Yeah, they, well, I don't they, understand they don't you. get you because you haven't been open with them, <laughs> you know. Hmm. So that's our first tip anyway, communication. Practice it within yourself. As I've said in episodes before, you know, if you're scared of saying something, write it down first. Before you have the conversation, practice it in your head if you need to. Practice it in the mirror. That always helps. And then practice with the person. The more open you become, the more open they will become and the better it will get. Just don't forget to open the space, Mm. you know. Offer it to be safe. Mm. All right. So basically that is like a million tips inside one tip. You know, we literally, like, spoke about it and we're like, um, what else needs to be said? This communication has so much within it. You know, we need to practice vulnerability. We have to practice honesty, openness, arriving somewhere with love, you know, being okay with everyone, including yourself being a human being, which means you are flawed and imperfect and have trauma, you know. Are you willing to be honest with people? Are you willing to 
step into a relationship and say, hey, I want to grow with you because I know it's not going to be sunshine every day we're together. Same with friendships. It's not always going to be perfect. You have to be willing to say, hey, look, I love you and I'm arriving with love, but I really don't like this or I really need this or I'm really feeling that. (laughs) Hey, that actually infuriates me. I still love you. I love you, but stop it. (laughs) Yeah, that that really sparks up a lot of fire. Just, Mm. hey, let you know. Yeah. Same with like when you get mad at a child, right? You never want to take their love away from away from them and a lot of children get you know this is a whole different conversation you know but a lot of children feel like you don't love them like I've had many conversations with little ones you know in kids yoga classes and in um, childcare. but a lot of kids get really worried that because whoever it is is mad at them that you don't like them anymore you know I've had kids say to me do you not like me Hmm. yeah of course I do I love you but because you get mad at them you know they get confused and they're like oh you can't love me then so it's same when you're older. So you go and you go, hey, I love you. I'll always love you. But I need you to not do this because of this. So don't take your love. Don't make your love something that needs to be earned. You know, you give your love, remind them that they have your love, Free but love. still allow them to be human. Free love. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what we're, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think we've been talking for ages, so I think we'll, we'll stop now. I mean, there's so much more <laughs> that can be spoken about, but I just, maybe another time. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll finish it up here, but thank you for agreeing to do this with me, Don, because you had a day off and I'm like, can you record a podcast, please? Hey, please. My, my pleasure. It's, a, it's <laughs> another thing I view as cultivating a relationship, you know. Maddie's interested in something and... Her being able to share that with me is important to me because I want to be part of what she does, mm. you know. You're amazing. <laughs> so good, so good. Um, and right back at you. Yeah. <laughs> right back. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in with us. I'm always very grateful that you continue to show up. And 100K, I am going to... Congratulations, mate. Have a party. You're How am- good is this? You're amazing. <laughs> Everyone's amazing. Everyone's amazing. I can't believe I still can't believe that people like to listen to me talk nonsense in my van. How good is that? See, there's always someone who listen to you, everybody. You're allowed to communicate. Um so yeah, that's it. If you liked having Don on the podcast and you want to hear him more, just send me a message and I will show it to him and guilt trip him into doing another Guilt trip? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I, I love, I love <laughs> yeah. taking part of your interest. Yeah, so then yeah. We'll, we'll come back together and do another one. But thank you so much for listening. Maybe if, some breath work. Breath work. Ooh, Ooh. Now we're talking, now we're talking. If you enjoyed this episode, if you can give it a rating or review on whatever platform you listen on, I always appreciate that. It helps me reach more people, which is always a blessing. And if you would like to, feel, feel free to screenshot and share on your Instagram stories and I'll send you some love. I love all the sharing. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.